Mr. Sim, how are you? Hello, hello. What's up? How's it going? Good. Direct from my car. I mean, a car, <laughs> not my car, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I hope you're doing good. Uh, it's been a while. Last time, yeah. last time we spoke, actually, I was on your show. Um, so very grateful about this. Um, and today we're here together because, um, well, um, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about stress and um, obviously it's uh, an everyday, you know, common things for everybody to talk about. And yeah. um, your approach to stress, stronger by stress, is very interesting. Um, and this is also eye-opener for most people. And uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you also because I admire your work. You're one of those people who are very consistent and very prolific and amazing at educating others on, on you know, health optimization and biohacking. So I just wanted to give you the hat for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's get started. Uh, we have a few people joining. And um, first, like, how, how did you get in whole biohacking and how did you went on talking about, you know, I mean, writing your book, your book Stronger About Stress? Yeah, well, I've been uh, doing biohacking, uh, I don't know, for the last like seven years or so. And uh, I just got it into uh, it through fitness and uh, like body composition, like mm -hmm. uh, lifting weights and uh, just starting trying to build muscle and that sort of thing. Uh, but I also um, quickly quickly realized that there's also like this longevity aspect to it, uh, which is very um, important to me. And I don't want to take it for granted. And I just always wanted to maintain this balance between uh, performance and uh, longevity and uh, well-being. And uh, over the course of these years of, uh, you know, slowly built up an audience, uh, mostly talking about the things that I do, uh, the experiments that I do uh, with nutrition and exercise and sleep and uh, other biohacks and supplements and that sort of thing. And uh, I've written many, several books about these topics as well. And the last one, or the, the one of the recent ones last year was... <laughs> we need to was, keep uh, up with you, that's the thing, because you're like a book every month or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the last one I wrote alone uh, was uh, Stronger by Stress um, last summer. And uh, yeah, the, the idea or the reason I wrote it was, you know, because of the, uh, you know, the pandemic that started. I, I wasn't planning on writing it uh, for, in, the, in the beginning of 2020. Uh, when things started to go uh, haywire in uh, in like February or so, I kind of you know thought about okay maybe uh, well I, I do have like this idea of uh, writing something like that and it was like a good uh, perfect time or opportunity to also kind of share these um, concepts uh, with people because like you said stress is like everyday thing and it especially ramped ramped up uh, over the last year so um, yeah the yeah. the main idea of the book is to um, you know. Teach yourself how to like um, you know learn to manage stress uh, better, how to be less affected by it, but at the same time also um, use it as an opportunity to uh, basically strengthen your body and increase your overall uh, resilience. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. Uh, and so this is what made you write this book, and uh, it's a pretty amazing, you know, pretty amazing content. Um, for to from your words, what is your definition of stress? So how do you perceive stress, and how you know? How would you explain mm -hmm. stress through all that? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, stress is a very, like, subjective um, 
like every organism experiences stress differently and um, it's also like uh, every person experiences it at th different thresholds so let's say what, what's very stressful for some person may not be stressful at all for someone else like uh, like a navy seal they can tolerate a ton of stress they can tolerate uh, an entire sleep an entire night of sleep deprivation they can tolerate you know um, military conflict and uh, starvation and that sort of thing uh, versus like an average person uh, like a you know soccer mom or someone they can't really tolerate those things that well and they experience the negative symptoms much faster as well so there is always like a threshold uh, between uh, stressors and the stress itself um, by def definition is a, like an imbalance in the body's homeostasis uh, or like a deviation from it so your body is always in this inner balance maintaining this inner equilibrium and whenever it goes off that either in some direction then it's going to experience some stress and the body kind of compensates for it by you know raising the metabolic rate, uh, producing stress hormones, down-regulating some other sex hormones or something, um, and it all kind of tries to bring it back into balance. And, uh, you know, with some conditioning, you can always, like, increase the capacity at which kind of stress you uh, tolerate. So you can increase your heat tolerance, you can increase your uh, cold tolerance, your, uh, your exercise tolerance, and all those things. So, uh, yeah, stress itself is very malleable, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's not something that is very, um, you know, specific. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also, uh, you mentioned this very well, so you, there's the environmental, there's the conditioning, uh, there's also obviously the, the genetic aspect of things, and, and there's a lot of genes actually that condition you, um, you know, or predispose you on how your reaction of stress will be. Uh, also the neurotransmitters, so all those different pathways uh, to, to take in consideration anyway. Um, and, and what is then your, how would you qualify what we call you know, good stresses, because we talk about good and bad stress. I'd like you to mm -hmm. define what is the good stress, what is the best bad stress? Yeah. And how, how actually, well, let, let, let's start with this. Mm -hmm. So what is the good or the bad stress? Yeah, well, um, in, in like the scientific terminology, something that is a good stress is like you stress, uh, and it has like a beneficial response, and something that is harmful has like de-stress. Uh, which is has negative side effects and I think like you know everything can be both like a eustress and a de-stress as well so like exercise in moderation is a eustress but overtraining is uh, becomes distressful or takes it too far and this this uh, those specific response that it's called is uh, called a hormesis so like what what what, what uh, in small amounts is uh, good or in moderate amounts is good is harmful in excess or it, even in uh, in like uh, in insufficient amounts can also be not good because like sedentary lifestyle you don't experience any physical stress from exercise uh, you're still um, weaker and you are at a higher risk of these different uh, diseases yeah. so that the kind of uh, poison is in the dose and uh, that is yeah. that is how, how the hormesis uh, kind of bell curve works the um, u-shaped curve the or the bell curve that on, on each end of the spectrum, uh, it's uh, bad, and kind of the best is somewhere in the middle. And different examples of that include, usually it's like all these hormetic stressors are related to like exercise, fasting, uh, cold, heat, uh, so on, uh, the uh, zonas, um, even like, you know, some uh, hypoxia in, involves here, and different kinds of, you know, dietary uh, stressors, dietary nutrients can also have this uh, hormetic effect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And having you know, came to your country. Actually, no, you're not from Finland originally. You are from um, Estonia. Estonia, yes, exactly. Uh, but well, you know, uh, cold exposure is definitely something you, you've been doing. Um, how, how would you explain, you know, like, uh, or, or 
how would you recommend for people who are new to cold exposure? It's a big thing now in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. For you, has been doing probably this for a long time. Um, how would you recommend to get started with cold exposure? Because this is a good sort of stress, right? It's, it's a good stressor uh, to its limit, obviously, to, to, to what you can do with it. But how, mm -hmm. how would you, you know, what would be your, you know, uh, sort of uh, guide book on how to right. start with cold exposure? Um, yeah, well, uh, the, the kind of foolish way to would be to just some, jump into like an ice bath and uh, or freeze yourself in, in this uh, cold water uh, because you know chances are you're gonna you're not gonna succeed in doing so and it's gonna you know becomes more uncomfortable. So I think it's always better to kind of start off uh, from where you're at. So if you've never done this before, then uh, just you know start off with a slightly cold shower and uh, see how your body responds. Like a lot of people probably will like you know freak out a little bit. Uh, they get tense up and they start to hyperventilate. They can't really control their breath and are trying to like escape it. So, which is like a natural response. Like that's, that's how your body, um, you know, should respond to a particular stressor, especially like the cold. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, like you can also teach yourself how to take control of this response and uh, maintain your, uh, let's say, calmness, because that's like one of the keys to any kind of like adaptation to stress that, yeah, you want to get stressed out to like uh, cause these adaptations to make the body respond. Uh, but at the same time, um, you don't want to be stuck stuck in there chronically either. You want to also be able to kind of yeah. maintain your calmness. And uh, doing some like even like contrast showers is a good way to place to start. You just uh, do like a 30 seconds of cold water, 30 seconds of hot water uh, for a few minutes. And that's you maybe like your first thing that you do uh, for maybe like a week or so. And the second week you you, you do only cold showers. The third week you may uh, you may do something like, uh, yeah, like you... If it's like the winter time, then you can go outside with like very little clothes or you can like sit in the snow or something to get the cold response. And uh, like the kind of last last thing, uh, last stage would be to actually do like some cold water immersion, like either in like um, some sort of a lake or a ice bath, a cold cold water bath in a pool or something. Uh, and uh, that is kind of you know, is basically the first thing I did when I uh, arrived in Finland, which maybe wasn't the best. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's very good. So, um, what would you qualify um, as you know good stresses? So we talked about um, you know um, cold therapy. That's one of them. What other good stresses you would recommend um, mm -hmm. and how would you define the good stresses and what do they do in terms of benefits you can rip out of them yeah well for something to be considered like a good stress then it has to have like a positive reaction in the body and the body has to respond to it in a positive way so that's uh, the hormesis criteria so the body experiences you know let's say physical stress during exercise and uh, higher stress hormones but you know, afterwards, you, we all know exercise is one of the best things for you, and you experience lower lower blood pressure, uh, better metabolic function, uh, lower blood sugar, and all those things. Uh, so, like, what happens during exercise is like usually, you know, you 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 either like stimulate muscle protein synthesis and like stimulate muscle growth, or you like you increase your VO2 max, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so, something that is, has to be good has to like trigger this beneficial response. And another another example would be like these. Um, polyphenols and these dietary nutrients that they are stressful to the body in, in the sense that uh, they cause stress to our uh, digestion but you know the body uh, reacts to it by upregulating our own defense 
uh, pathways and antioxidant systems. And likewise with the cold as well, the body uh, responds to the cold by boosting a lot of these um, antioxidant systems like uh, glutathione and uh, others like foxoproteins and yep. uh, things. So yeah, those those would be oh. like uh, an example of a bad stressor would be like that doesn't cause this response like, you know, um, like seed oils or something like you consume the seed oils, you experience this higher level of inflammation and your body doesn't really do anything else with it. It only experiences the bad, bad stuff. It doesn't uh, boost any of the beneficial uh, pathways. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and it all, they all have their limits, right? So how would you track? I mean, for exercise, for example, it's quite easy to track, you know, where it becomes a bit too damaging. What I mean by that is if you're overtrained and, and now we can track with all those things, you know, all right, if you're readiness and all these different things. But we know that training, for example, creates a lot of oxidative stress and you break down muscles and, you know, all, all those different things. Mm. Um, and there's a good inflammatory response to it, the cytokine, you know, all those different things. But when things go beyond that level of actually being secure, what would be the symptoms or what where someone can actually realize okay maybe i'm going a bit too far here uh mm -hmm. we know for exercise but in, in for, for cold temperature so how would the body for example will react or what would be the warning hmm. well uh with the cold um yeah like there's like different stages to it like um <laughs> you can you, you can definitely like uh overdo it by sitting in the cold uh, for too long and you like uh, get numb and you can't really move your muscles and you're kind of stuck there uh, or you like pass out uh, because of that uh, so that's definitely one of warning signs <laughs> so that you should never like do you it don't uh, want, you don't want to go there anyway yeah yeah like there's no reason to kind of push it uh, too far and uh, but when it's going, let's say on our daily basis, because those symptoms can, or those effects uh, will also carry over to everyday life. So if you take the cold too often every day, for example, and you start experiencing like uh, low thyroid, low sex drive, low testosterone, uh, just a tiredness all the time, sleeping, sleeping problems, uh, all those things are, are signs of um, excess, excess, uh, let's say stress and uh, excess stimulation. And uh, with the cold, especially like, you can you can develop like you know neuropathy or uh, you know those things uh, in the uh, fingers and toes as well. So the kind of blood flow starts to get impaired. Yeah. Uh, so that's some some of the good signs of the um, the cold, for example. Yeah, that, that leads me to a good point because when trends start to you know come in, people just follow trends blindly. Uh, with, for example, on the keto diet. But if you are fasting, or you know, but if you have thyroid issue, you just mentioned thyroid. Fasting actually is not a good idea at all. Um, so all those different things. What would be the condition where actually the stresses are not so good, uh, so good of a, a good idea? Sorry. Um, mm -hmm. When would you advise against um, putting too much stress on your body? Yeah. Well, I think uh, the hypothyroidism is uh, one of the main ones. Um, and you know, like depends on the stressor. So if you have hypothyroidism, then you yeah, may maybe want to uh, dial back on the fasting and dial back on like ketosis, and maybe like uh, just do moderate exercise, and you can still do like the sauna or something uh, that can be actually beneficial for that condition. Uh, when it comes to let's say uh, sleeping problems, then for sleeping problems uh, you can you can look at like training because a lot of times like overtraining uh, just uh, keeps you in this uh, sympathetic uh, dominant state all the time and you kind of have a, a hard time of falling asleep. And uh, with like uh, muscle cramps, for example, muscle cramps that can be the result of like too much sauna because you uh, like sweat out a lot of like salts and minerals uh, when you are, you know, uh, sweating in the sauna or, or exercise for the matter. So yeah, d depends on the kind of the stressor.
Okay. So I had a good question here. For example, like when it comes to autoimmune diseases, uh, Ashimoto and, you know, um, those are, I, I guess, also, you know, certain things to avoid. But what, what also, you know, good stresses could actually uh, be beneficial? Um, so would you recommend, for example, uh, cold therapy, but low-dose low cold therapy for um, certain conditions, like, uh, you know, maybe dementia or, or I don't know. Mm. Tell me. Right. <laughs> right. Well, the research does uh, show that, uh, like, for, let's say, Alzheimer's and neurodegeneration, then uh, the cold therapy has been, uh, you know, used for, for that, uh, the same sauna, sauna as well. And exercise, you know, is one of the also good things for uh, brain health. Uh, for the autoimmune and like immune system uh, conditions, then uh, fasting uh, is uh, very potent in uh, dealing with like um, autoimmune issues and uh, strengthening immune system and eliminating certain like pathogens and uh, also like um, curbing down the inflammation, so to say, so that your body could you know uh, relax and calm down from the over aroused state. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, like even for like cardiovascular disease, sauna is one of the most um, the most uh, research about sauna indicates that it is the best. Uh, it's it's best used for like um you know atherosclerosis or uh, just the hypertension and uh, cardiovascular conditions. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Good. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's, you know, this is all very helpful. Um, tell me a bit more about. Do you, do you have like you know a next book coming up, or <laughs> I'm sure you always have something you know ready. Uh, or I know there's a movie coming up. Do you want to tell us a bit more about this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well. Um... I don't have like any books uh, planned in the moment, but uh, yeah, the movie is gonna be about Stronger by Stress and um, it's uh, basically about the same topic of uh, how do you leverage these stressors uh, to your advantage and how do you also uh, basically become uh, more mindful about the stressors and how do you kind of manage them better in your everyday life. And uh, we actually were you know, filmed together with um, the same people from the Biohacker Center in, uh, in Finland and some other people from uh, like Latvia and Estonia. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be. It's the release date isn't uh, yet out yet, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be like a pretty long movie, like an hour and a half, and uh, yeah, it covers all this biohack biohacking uh, with this hormesis. Well, I hope we're going to see this on Netflix. Any any idea? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see. It yet? Um, good. So, um, what would you give as you know takeaway advice to? anyone who wants to get started in actually, you know, sort of uh, get started with good stresses and, and optimizing their health this way by, you know, or, or having already have some basis with biohacking or, or just you know, doing certain things in their lifestyle, diet and, and, and their environment. Mm -hmm. But now they want to have a look at this, you know, uh, good stresses and become stronger by stress. What, what would you advise on how to get started? Hmm. Well, I think uh, if you're if you're not already doing like the fundamentals, which are you know eating a good diet uh, and exercise, then you should you know get those uh, sorted out first. And, uh, yeah, like and you know, the easiest kind of uh, practices to add on top of that would be like uh, intermittent fasting, some so regular sauna, and some cold. So you know those are the best uh, best ones for that. And lastly, you know you also want to make sure that you know you're sleeping well. Uh, because yeah. that's where your body's like recovering from the stress and repairing itself. So if you're like sleep sucks, then uh, it doesn't really matter. Or like, you, like, like your attempts to um, you know, get stronger are going to be greatly diminished because of uh, you not re recovering uh, properly enough. So sleep, uh, the, the fundamentals and, you know, the supplements themselves, uh, 
they don't really work unless you have like the other ones. Uh, yes. they, well, they, they, they can definitely work uh, in terms of like helping you to fix some of the symptoms, but you can also achieve those same effects by having the fundamentals uh, optimized first and then yeah. the supplements and, and should be additional. Would you say, so we have nutrition, sleep, lights. Uh, I like to put lights in third. Um, um, and what, what else would you, would you recommend? So obviously exercise. Mm -hmm. So would you yeah. add in this, you know, cold? Well, yeah, hot and, hot and cold. I would uh, put them together, the, uh, the sauna and the uh, cold. Okay. Okay. Good. And you, like Good. in the in the in the light, you know, you can also put like just you can categorize the light with uh, the circadian rhythms and uh, into the circadian rhythms. Like it's not only light; it can also be the time of eating or fasting. So, like I I, I look at them uh, from a, like a very similar perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Sim. That's you know very very uh, interesting. And as always, um, do, do you want to add anything uh, based on you know on this topic to for, for our audience here? Uh, I don't know, like, not really, like, uh, I think uh, it's important to just understand that you can't avoid stress and uh, you shouldn't because, you know, uh, stress is almost like a part of life. Uh, without stress, there is no uh, life and uh, there's the, the environment is always going to challenge us in some way, whether that be like a pandemic or a meteorite or volcanoes, whatnot, the cold, uh, there, there's always going to be some challenges and we can't really do nothing about it. We can only we can only prepare for them in advance and uh, we can just uh, increase our own resilience as, as well as we can. So yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, like uh, this is this is what, you know, what matters um, in nature, so to say, like in nature, there are no uh, like uh, safety words or uh, there are no, uh, you know, ways to escape the uh, stress. The In nature, there is only the stress and uh, your ability to tolerate it. Yeah, and it's always the same, you know, just to add on this, it's about adapting to your environment and, and stressors is to show you where you need to adapt, right? Um, mm. Which is, very interesting as a mechanism that we have. Um, and also what I would add is you you also have genetic variants that will tell you on yeah. how you respond to stress. There's a lot of genes actually, BDNF or, you know, the, the COMT, the, the COMT, uh, what we call the warrior or the warrior, uh, all those FKBP5, which looks at how you react to stress. Yeah. Uh, but at the end, it's always the same. It's the response on how you educate yourself based on the stresses. So what word can you learn and what can you implement as mini habits to optimize those response, which is very mm -hmm. important. So the genetic yeah. variant, yes, will let you know about how, you know, to know about yourself. But the importance, again, is how you make the changes that count based on that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's one thing. And then if you want to... Yeah test about stress because sometimes we can be overstressed we can be uh, you know uh, dysregulated because of stress uh, and then your cortisol metabolism all your hormones go goes a bit you know um, and that's we have a normal test but we do that with um, uh, on omnos uh, which gives you all the recommendation um, but yeah so Thank you very much, Sim, because, uh, again, you know, uh, always very good to speak to you. I'm sure we'll, we'll have some more. Uh, you'll probably do another book in two months or so, and I'll be our guest right. again. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, well, everybody, this will be available um, to see here. Uh, I will share. So thank you, everybody, and uh, we shall speak soon. All right. Thank you, Sim. Speak soon. Bye.